cliffcentral.com. Good morning. It's Wednesday. It's Animal Central time again. I'm here with my co-host Jonathan Sinclair. Good Hi, morning. John. Good morning. How was your week so far? Very good. Yeah, except for traffic this morning. It oh, was chaos, terrible. Chaos. Yeah. And yesterday I had a wonderful four hours lying and reading a book with no oh. electricity. It is so frustrating. I've got to go and get a generator. No, I for mean, sure. We all so have to, I think, invest in alternative power. But you know what I don't get is why don't they switch off the buildings at night? The, the businesses, yeah. the businesses, mm. these towers that burn their lights all night, mm-hmm. street lights, switch them off. And uh, you know, even more frustrating is the street lights in the daytime. They that burn you see in on, the day. Yeah. yeah, they burn in the day. They but say that's to stop the cable theft, but I don't yeah. know. Yeah, but you're yeah. sitting there. You know, we're working now on the April issue of Canine Zone. Mm. Deadlines. Got to go to print. I had to literally take my car, drive to Postnet to go and send off proofs because mm, I, I couldn't. Mm. Very frustrating. So I've got to get a, a oh. generator. Well, Sharon, what is coming up today? Well, Animal today Central? is such an exciting day. We've had so much fun out the studio already mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. we have Arno Nodir in and Roseanne from Rosa's Tarantulas. We've got tarantulas in studio. Yeah. We've got pink in studio. Yeah, is it pink or purple? Her name is her name is actually oh, pink. Oh, pink is her name. So okay. we're going to be talking about spiders, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. keeping them as pets, spider bites, um, indigenous species, what you should look out for, mm-hmm. and you know they do play a role. They definitely. I don't use any insecticide, and. We look after our spiders, and we have never had a problem with a cockroach or anything like that. They have a definite role to play. Yeah, we're not on their food chain, are we? No, 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 no we're not on their. They won't eat. I mean, they can bite us, but we'll find out. But more they, they about don't. Yeah, that. yeah. I think there's a lot of misconceptions that we want to get out the way mm, today. Yeah, there's for there's sure. a lot of. We were, we were talking just out the studio about. So many superstitions mm. and things like that around spiders. Mm. So, yes, that's what we're about today. So, if you've got any questions, how do they send uh, us questions? Best way is WeChat at Cliff Central. And then, of course, Twitter at cliffcentral.com. And then, of course, if you want to go the Facebook book mm. route, uh, our content manager, Dory, will get those messages through to us. So, that's Cliff Central on Facebook. But now, Duncan was also, I don't know, you know, everything that our, our technician Duncan says, I take with a pinch of salt. And he was saying that sometimes when you eat spiders, it can make his ancestors happy. So uh, maybe we should yeah, get Duncan. Yeah, I don't Duncan. know if he's, he's laughing. He is having a hoot over so there. I, I, I wonder if that was a true story that he told us. But anyway, let's bring Arno yes, in. Yes, Arno, welcome, Roseanne, welcome. Hello, and welcome to Pink and the – tell us first – what do you guys do? Why are you into spiders, Roseanne? You're a breeder? Yes, uh, we breed tarantulas and, um, uh, well, we breed a lot of different species tarantulas. And this is basically mainly my hobby. Mm. So uh, we've got about 3,000 spiders wow. in a little cottage in our back room. What? So 3,000. 3,000. You don't have arachnophobia. No, no. no. When you say 3,000, are they all in separate cages? They... Yes. Uh, there, there's a few that can be in communal, but they, we keep them in separate tanks, all mm. of them in separate tanks and separate little um, plastic containers. And, um, yeah, because they do tend to eat each other. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. Oh. And now what is Pink? Is she... No, she's busy crawling she's on your crawling, hand. Or if you could see, she's crawling all over Roseanne's hands. <laughs> and she's very gentle. She's very, very gentle. Yeah. We even had Gareth Cliff holding her. I, I, I walked out pictures. and I saw that you got him to do that. Yeah, I was he like, did. what? He said when it was a snake, he left the building. But spiders, he was fine he was with. Chilled, yeah. So let's have a look on our Facebook page for those images. So it, what kind of tarantula is she? So pink is a pink zebra beauty. Hence the name, okay. Yeah, hence the name. <laughs> but she's our celebrity. She goes everywhere with us. She's very good with people, eh? Huh? And she goes to like all the expos and um a lot of our fans know no pink. They um yeah, they always hold so pink. So she has pink been around for a while to have built up this reputation? She's been around for like four years. She was actually a bad divorce case. Yes. Well, um, the guy had to get, uh, had to sell all his tarantulas because to get custody of his son. So eventually I told him I will, I will take so pink and I will take him. so good care of him. Yes. So, um, yeah. So that, she's adopted. She's adopted, but she's about five years old and she's, she's mature, but she can go grow bigger if she wants to. She's not. And what is her lifespan? Is it? Well, um, she can get up to 25 years old. 
20 what it's a long time we have but you said the males less the males uh, well this species maybe like up to five years old the males don't last very long they're just okay. a means to an end, <laughs> yes. aren't they? Okay. They, they, it's so that they don't breed with their children and. They're just yes. a sperm donor. Yeah. But no, 20 years. So if you're going to keep one of these guys. That is a better, long time. Yeah. Make that commitment. You have to put them in your will. Yes, Basically, you would need yeah. to. And, and she is so relaxed and, and gentle. I mean, is she, so she's used to being held by people and wandering about. Um, I have to say she's uh, naturally. Tame. Mm. I didn't train her, so it's okay. not not something you train. It's in her like inner nature. Mm-hmm. We do have species that's naturally aggressive, and well, that's our new spider here. Who does this spider have a name? What? Um, that is pur- That's a purple bloom. A purple bloom. Okay. It's a male. And but now he's in a container. Yeah, he's because not allowed he's out. He's aggressive. He's aggressive. Yes. Okay. Now he's all crunched up there in the corner. He doesn't really look like he. He wants to no, associate with us. Fun. He's not happy. <laughs> um, I wanted to put him in another container this morning, and he started flicking his hairs, like you know, his hairs at me, and I'm like, "No, you stay in that container." <laughs> no, I know. Let's bring you in here. We're just talking about hair flicking. Mm-hmm. These tarantulas. Let's just start by: Can they be a threat? To human beings Can they bite you Are they venomous Can they flick hairs Some of them can You've got some of them Which um, do have A little bit of a venom Obviously all spiders Have got venom Except there's one That's actually a vegetarian Believe it or not But oh. amongst the tarantulas They do have a type of venom It's not very dangerous If you get bitten It can be anything From less less like a bee sting To more like a bee sting To some which May not be that pleasant So mm. you try to avoid it And obviously They do generally warn you They'll pick up Their front legs They'll warn you They'll flash their face or chelicerae is what they instead of fangs, and if you still mess with them, they will bite you. So they will warn you; they can bite you, and it can hurt. It's nothing. There's nothing dangerous. Nobody's ever died from it, oh, okay. so it's not that bad. The problem is when they get upset and they start flicking hairs. When it gets, some people are more allergic to it than others. It actually it's called an urticating hair, so it goes into your skin and starts to twist and causes you to itch. So it actually, what do they actually release them? But, yes, with, with a force. It's a type of defense they have. They kick it to their back legs. Basically into the face of small mammals like coatis and things in South yes. America so that this irritates their nose and their eyes and they will back away and the spider gets a chance to go down the hole or wherever it's living. Mm. Now, if they do that and it gets into your eyes, mm. then you have a problem. It's a, oh. it's a real medical emergency because you can't sit with tweezers and just pull them out. No. So with small children, if you have a spider that starts flicking hairs, obviously you don't let the kid hold it near his face. Yes, yes. But there are some people that are more allergic or less allergic and to some people – It'll happen. So these hairs actually go into your skin and you have to remove them like a bee sting. No, they basically break off. They're tiny. Mm. Um, They just break off and they itch for a while and then it goes away. So it's not the end of the world. It's just a defense mechanism that they have. It's not dangerous, but you wouldn't want it near your eyes. Mm. Yes. And that's the biggest threat or down your throat or something like that. And some people are more allergic than others. But other than that, generally, these are very nice spiders to get people over their arachnophobia so Mm. that they don't just take out a a slip and beat every spider to death. Because, as you know, if you get rid of the spiders within four four Mm -hmm. months, we'll be one foot deep in in insects or something. They do a lot of good. And Mm. in South Africa, we have so few spiders that are dangerous that – why should you even bother to kill a spider? Yes, um, yes. It's just crazy, especially here in, in Joburg, for example, people go, oh, but so-and-so was bitten by a violent spider, and we can't even find a photo of a violent spider taken in a house in Johannesburg. Oh, really? They, they just don't occur here. They so occur in caves and things. They don't occur in your house. In your house. And people can't identify them. So everything that they see, they go, oh, it's dangerous, it's a sex spider, or it was a violent mm, spider, or it mm. was a button spider. I mean, these button spiders, come on. I've got how many of them in my garage? I move them out of the way with my hand when I'm busy. <laughs> Do you really? They're nothing. They don't, see, I also they don't, don't think the, the medical – I was bit, so-called bitten by a spider last mm. week, and I went to my doctor, and she had no clue. She said, oh, it's definitely yeah. a spider bite, gave me medication. You don't know what kind of spider it is, yeah. and people panic. I mean, I panicked. I thought, oh, you know, is this going to cause a problem? What – Dan- well, dangerous, venomous spiders do we need, do we get you in Johannesburg or in South Africa? We basically only have to worry about your uh, ones with the cytotoxic venoms, which destroy tissue. That would be your sack spider and the violent spider. Violent spiders bites. I don't know of anyone that's been bitten by one, so I can't really tell you about that. But sack spider bites are more common. It's a small little beige spider with big black f- 
fangs or chelicerae mm-hmm. and looks like he's got tiny little booties on and they will they will for example hide in your clothes or hide oh. in your oh, curtains when you open your curtain <laughs> yes. it falls out and they are a little bit more aggressive do they, they make that little web in your cur- curtain fold them. I've seen that yes. mm. now those little guys when they bite you they start to destroy tissue and then it causes secondary infection and you get an infection and it can last for weeks or months and Generally, you will end up with a scar. So those are the only ones that we really worry but about. But it can't kill you. No, it can't kill it you. It can't kill you. Button spiders, we do make an antivenom for the black button spider. We have quite a few in South Africa, the black and the brown, and there's, I think, another two as well. They are neurotoxin. So if they bite you, it's going to affect your breathing and all that sort of stuff. You start sweating and get uh, stomach cramps and that. But I can't find anyone that's died from a button spider bite either. Even though we make an antivenom for it, yes. um, it's made here in Johannesburg, and if you get bitten, they can inject you with it. But I don't know of anyone that's died from it. I don't even know of anyone that's gotten sick from it. So the spiders that we have are not really that bad. But just going back to the button spider, uh, I believe there's the brown widow, which yes. I've I've heard that it's less toxic. Yes. And then also that the male is less, less toxic. Yeah, is the that male, true? The male's fangs are actually so small they can't bite you. So okay. the males are, are generally useless little guys, and the females are a lot bigger, and they do have big enough fangs to penetrate through your skin. Now, they're the big, skin. black, shiny ones with the clear hourglass yes. on their abdomen. Yes. Um, and the brown widow, smaller? Uh, the black widow that we have in South Africa has the markings on the back and yes. the brown widow on the belly. In America, it's the oh. other way around. So when you research, make sure you know which one you're yes. looking at. Um, nobody actually knows where the black widow originates from. They are found throughout the world, and we don't know where they were found for the first time. Hmm. We don't know if it's an African species, yes. an American or species. Where they origin- yeah. So this where whole they genus from. is found around the world. and. Very few people even get sick or die from these bites. I know so, I'm concerned about them. No. We get them outside our garbage bin or underneath. Uh, the, but then you get the little brown ones that I thought was a brown widow. The and brown, then the big black the ones. The brown widow can be black. It can even be white. Oh. There can be a lot of different colors. It's just about where the markings are. And the easiest way to tell the difference is when they have an, a little egg sac. If the egg sac is round, then it's the black widow. And if it's got little spikes on it, then yes. it's the brown widow. Okay. So, but I mean, either of them are. And the really brown widow not, not as toxic no, as the black toxic. widow. And unless you actually pinch it or pick it up or something, yes. it's not going to bite. So you. they're not aggressive. No, they'll walk across your arm and just walk off again. Oh. I had one living in my shower for four months. <laughs> yes. Used to sort of like come down, drink water, and go back. I, and I do not. I will not touch tarantulas, for example. I, but oh I, really? I, oh. What? When I had to take let's let's go back just now, I was I was starting to sweat. I, I don't I don't do well with spiders. I own spiders, but yes. I don't do well with spiders. Yes. But I I mean I can live with a black widow in my shower. It's it's not a big deal. So as long as it's not in your hand, it's, it's or crawling on my face or something well, you like that. Well, you look very confident out there. I, to, I honestly I thought you were the type to hold it. No, I'm a little bit more nervous around them than what I would be around snakes or something. But you see, in, with you guys in studio and you holding the spider, I'm not scared of it. Yeah. But if I had to see um, pink in my room, for instance, <laughs> yeah, different uh, story. It's, you know, it's not the same thing. The nice thing with them is most of the spiders in South Africa are fairly slow moving. So even if it's something big like a rain spider, mm. it's as simple as you take a glass, you put it over him, you take a piece of paper, slide it underneath him, mm. walk outside, throw it down, shudder, run inside and close the door. <laughs> That's what I do with my park down prawns. Yeah. Yes, I put yes. the buckets and then you just push the bucket the up with the broom. Yeah. But really the spiders we have in South Africa are not, okay, are so not medically important. They, so they the don't button, need to worry about. And, and, uh, now the violin is the other one, you say, yes. the sack spider. Those, Anything else? No, those are basically the only those ones that we four. worry about. Yeah, the big rain spiders that we get in our houses, mm. if they bite you, I've been bitten by one because oh I teased it. They're very aggressive. You teased a rain be. spider. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was you're brave. Younger, I must be <laughs> yeah, honest. Yeah, yeah. And it basically ran up the stick and bit me. And it, it sort of made my finger numb for a bit and then it went away and I realized... These things are nothing. You know, you could. They just them. look scary. They're scary. They look scary. Yeah, I mean, it's just scary. because they. But I mean, I've woken up with one running across my chest. Oh. I screamed like oh. a little girl. Oh. And uh, <laughs> that would put I a person can't. off. But in actual fact, these, the spiders we have in South Africa are not medically important. And we don't really care about them much. How, how do we identify a violent spider? The violent spider has got basically a guitar shape or a violin shape on its back. But how big is it? It's a small little thing with thin legs. Um, I've actually seen two of them recently and they, 
fairly nondescript little things. And unless you're messing around in caves or in old mines or something, you mm. probably so they don't come, come into safe. your houses no. generally. So no, in your house, the sack spider will come sack into your clothing and curtains. There. In your cur- oh, gosh. Yes. all these the things we use every day. Mm. Yeah, but the yeah. thing is, that's the only one you need to be able to identify. Because that one is medically important. The others okay. are basically not. If and you the want black to, and brown widow, will they yeah. come into your clothing and into no, your house? Not, not, not easily. Not really, not look, they'll move into, the, they'll find a place to hide. If you go look under a windowsill of almost any house, yeah. you will probably find, find one there. Mm. Mm. Um, but for the numbers that there are and the number of people who get bitten, it is minuscule. So it's not a threat. If you yes. want to go and learn about them as well, so you've got three spiders now, the brown, the black, and, yes. the, and the sack spider, and then any other spider you can basically ignore because they're not important. They're not important. They're, no, not, well, they're, they're not a threat. I know that we have a lot of um, daddy long legs. Uh, yeah. I don't know what the official name is. I love them. But I... Uh, read somewhere that they are actually the most toxic spiders, but they no. cannot bite you. Is no. that true? Yeah, is that a myth? Apparently, that's a myth. Um, it, they say, yes, the, the fangs aren't big enough to penetrate your skin and all that. But if you look at the size of it, why would it need to be so toxic mm. if all that it's eating is things like flies? And it takes a long time for a fly to die when yes. they bite it. You would expect them to grab a fly and it would yeah, be dead it's within instantaneous. Mm. And if you see them eating, you realize it doesn't happen. So, I don't know how you milk something that small yes. to mm. test the venom. I'm sure there is a method. I don't know exactly how they do it, but I, I mean, love if, them. If it's they not going to bite you and it can't do anything, yeah, I really don't mind um, yes. Daddy Longlegs. I love though. them. They remind me of little fairies. They mm. really do. I yeah, love they're not them. intimidating to me at all. No. no, and they they do. They keep flies out, cockroaches, the whole Mosquitoes. lot. But now tarantulas. Let's go back to pink and and purple over there. Are they indigenous? No, tarantulas are not found naturally in South Africa. They occur in other countries around the world. In South Africa, we have baboon spiders, oh, which are yes. from the same sort of family. Um, also large, very hairy, slow moving. And the baboon spider in South Africa is protected nationally. They, you're not allowed to own it without a permit. You're not allowed to kill it. You're not allowed to transport it. They are protected as rhinos and cheetahs. And are they the endangered? Really? Some of them might be. We don't know. The problem is that there are some unscrupulous people who, if they find the right area, will go in there and they'll catch everything they can find. Invariably, it's females that are in in a hole. Mm. They'll dig them out and they'll export them for a oh, few dollars. No. But if you send 2000 at a time, it's a lot of money. Mm. And that's actually why they protected in South Africa. There was one unscrupulous guy who did this. They yes. intercepted a shipment of 2500 female <gasps> Uh, baboon oh. spiders that was leaving the country mm. and because there was no law they enacted this law yes and oh, only recently now when more and more people are getting interested in these baboon spiders have we realized how many species we have and we have hundreds of them which nobody even really knew about before and we're finding them in the weirdest places because more and more people are getting interested in, tar- in tarantulas and then from that interested in spiders. our baboon spiders and now doing research. So what areas in South Africa to look out for then? Everywhere. Really? It is unbelievable where baboon spiders oh, occur. Gosh. I mean, if we've just arranged now last week, we're arranging with the uh, nature conservation officials in Mpumalanga to give someone permission to go ahead of the graders in one area where the N4 is being extended to actually take out all the spiders that occur there because they're just oh, going to be and rehabilitate them. Over. Yeah. No, yes. we can't. The problem is everyone thinks let's catch them and put them back into the wild. But where are you going to put them back into the wild? Either in an area where they don't occur mm. or in an area where they do occur but there's already a balance there. Now you're adding okay. another hundred or a thousand Destroying spiders. Destroying the ecosystem. Yes. So yeah. now they've got to kill each other until they're back to the balance. Aye. So it makes no sense. So it's easier to take them out, put them in captivity, breed the hell out of them, yes. and produce hundreds and thousands of them, flood the international market, and nobody will ever come here to, to try and poach oh, another one because they can buy them for five euros. And then but pass. are they doing that? This is the hope. We've, we've asked for permission to remove all those spiders, which were going to be killed in any case. And um, getting permission to breed them with the intention of flooding the international market. Because we do have people coming here from overseas. Because we have such lovely baboon spiders, and some of them are rare, they will come and poach the last ones they can find to take them back because oh. it, you know, to them it's they collect Yes, yes. And we would like to be able to give them captive bred ones by the thousands and basically kill Rather the market. Rather than taking them out the wild. And once you've yes. killed the market, no one's ever yeah, going to poach them again. That is so true. Which is what we're hoping to get right. Yeah. And we've applied for permission. Let's see if we can get it. Yeah, that is so true. But the difference between a baboon spider and a tarantula, are they bigger? 
No, they're more or less the same. You get more little tarantulas, you get little baboon spiders, yes. you get, obviously the biggest ones are the tarantulas. I mean, if you have a look at these, um, goliaths and those huge the, ones. The goliath yes. bird or bird, bird eater. eater. And the big salmon pinks and those, those are massive spiders. But also, you know, they live for such a long time in the wild. And in captivity, we feed them so well that they, we actually shorten their lives. Because oh, okay. um, their metabolism is working faster. Yeah, they've, faster. they've got a finite oh. number of heartbeats. So the more you feed them, the faster their metabolism is, that, hey? the shorter their life is going to be. And I've had one which I got for a film shoot about 10 years ago. And people said to me, she'll only live for eight years. Yes. I've had her for 10 years. I got her as an adult and she's still doing she's well. She's still so around. Because I don't overfeed her, I've, I feed her enough to keep her going and happy and nice and round. She's got a nice little round abdomen. And they live for a long time. And that, the unfortunate thing is when you go to an area and you dig up a tarantula or a baboon spider, she might have been living there for 15 or 20 years oh, no. and Shame. never moved more than a meter yes. from there. And now you're destroying that. So if you are, for example, developing an area with a highway or plowing an mm. area and you go in there mm. and that baboon spider is not going to hear, well, there's a, there's a grader coming. Let me run away. Yes. Like yeah, any other. Because they've never moved from that yeah, spot. They just hunker down and then they get covered in tar. So oh. there's a lot that we lose. And when we want to put them into captivity, everyone says, oh, but they're protected. You can't do that. But let's utilize our natural resources mm. to the point where we can flood the market. And with, yes. I mean, they have an egg sac with two or three or five or whatever, 700 babies at a time. So instead of, it's not like a cheetah where they have one yes. cover year or Seven, three Up to 700 babies. I don't know what the record is, Rosa. Roseanne, you can help me there. It's probably um, also... 2,000, eh? Is it 2,000? 2,000. So, and you could raise probably most of those 2,000 because we have the resources. We have tiny crickets. Yes. We have tiny um, cockroaches. We can raise probably most of those 2,000. We're in the wild. Only one is going to survive every 10 years because okay. they, the because parents only the need to replace predators. each other every 20 years. Yes. So we can put up to 2,000 a year into the market from one breeding pair. And thousands of people who want them can now suddenly get them, and the prices Without go down and down and down. Without taking them out of the wild. And yes. eventually, if you can walk into a shop, I mean, if I can walk into a shop and buy pink, why would I want to get on a plane, fly to South yeah. America and go dig her out of the jungles yes. just to bring yes. her home? Mm -hmm. And that's the whole thing about the conservation. But we never had anybody who had the skills to breed baboon spiders because nobody ever did it. It was yes. never required. Then people started keeping tarantulas. And they realized, hey, but these are nice. What about our spiders? And then they wanted, mm. wanted to start keeping ours. And there are some people who do have, and they do know how to breed them. Yes. So we can mass produce these things and completely mess up the international And do you also market. put some back into the wild in, in South Africa? It's, it's very difficult mm. because unless you know exactly where the parents the, came the from, area. Okay, we don't so. know. At the moment, we don't even know where certain species stop and another species takes over. You know, the, so you might put them in How many species are there of baboon spiders? I'm not 100% sure, but it's, it's definitely, yeah, it's, it's a lot. It's way more than what I could identify. You know, and mm. people say, oh, look at this. What kind of baboon spider is it? And I go, baboon yeah, spider? Yeah. <laughs> I just don't know. I'm sorry. Mm. I'm not an expert on them, but I do know that there are enough of them that, for example, some haven't been discovered for 80 years. And two friends of mine spent a week went to the same place and they found seven of them and sure. um, they thought they were extinct and they found wow. seven. So it's just knowing the right area, knowing what to look for. And for example, those seven, we could breed thousands of them and we would know exactly what's going on. Yes. Plus if we need any for museums or for DNA research or anything, we can take from the captive. Yeah, instead of the wild. Because we know wild. exactly where they mm. came from. But now, oh no, tell me, I frequent pet shops a lot. Mm-hmm. Most pet shops these days have tarantulas for sale. Is there a problem with that? I mean, if these no. tarantulas get out into the wild, die. will they die? They will so they're die. not going to become a threat to the baboon spider. Everybody that's ever phoned me and said, I've lost my spider, it got out of its cage, because they're quite strong. If you don't have a proper glass lid, they can, mm. some of them can lift it and climb out. Oh, really? And I just say to them, look, I'm sorry, your spider's dead. And I go, no, <laughs> but I, you know, where, how can I catch it? And I go, your spider's probably dead. Why because, would it die? Because the humidity that we have in South Africa is usually not good enough for those spiders. Now, if you think these are of really specialized, the, the really common ones are have a wider tolerance range. So they could, for example, dry out a little bit or get a little bit wet or get a little mm. bit cold and they won't die. Yes. But there's certain spiders, for example, that only occur on one island in the middle of nowhere 
500 meters from the water for 100 meters and then nowhere and else then in the world. Mm. So that's mm. one tiny little band where the mist comes in at 4 o'clock and then at 7 o'clock. So the conditions are the very conditions specific. conditions are very specific. Yes. If you take that and you let him go in Johannesburg, he's not even going to make it to your garden and he'll be dead. And even if you do take enough and you go and release them in one area, we have how many birds and mm. mongoose yes, and meerkats yes. and whatever that eat baboon spiders. They would look at these and go, hey, it's Yummy. an exotic Easy takeaways. Yeah. So the, it's n- there's nowhere in the world where uh, tarantulas have become invasive and they populate as pets throughout the world except for one orange grove in Florida where a small little tarantula escaped or was released and it hasn't moved out of this orange grove in 20 years. Good so it only lives there and nowhere else. And then obviously in Mexico where it originates yes. from. So then the chance of them becoming invasive or crossbreeding or anything is so slight. It's just, it's negligible. It's not important. So in Orange Grove, you could find them. No, not, not and yeah, Orange, Orange Grove. Grove. In Florida, in oh, America. God, I was like, the people in Orange I Grove really close to Orange Grove. <laughs> no, like, it's, <laughs> a, it's a place where they have orange trees. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's a relief. But okay. funny enough, there are people who are so against this. For example, in KwaZulu-Natal, the proposed legislation that went was published last week um, for the new Nature Conservation Act actually bans the keeping of all tarantulas. Which really? Is, which is really bad because mm. they're people that make a living out of it. I know there's an old chap down there and that's what he does. All he does is breed tarantulas and this is how he pays his taxes and looks after his family and if they make them illegal he will actually be out of business actually i know that's interesting i know it's moving a little bit it's still to do with spiders <laughs> but there was that legislation that's being looked at yeah. at the moment um tell us a bit more about that because that applies to all exotic pets doesn't it there's different legislation. There's an Alien Invasive Act, which covers all animals and plants and everything, which was passed. Um, it was law from August last year. That was signed by the minister, uh, Edna Molewa, who is the, the national minister. But each province also have their own ordinances or their own oh, acts. Okay. And the one in KwaZulu-Natal, this was a this is now a proposed act. And everybody's jumping up and down and going, but these spiders were never imported legally because they can't find any permits for their import. Now, this is true. We're not allowed to import any spiders without special permission from the Department of Agriculture. But in the bad old days of apartheid, there were Transkei, Baputetswana, and I saw an opportunity and I imported tarantulas by the mm, thousands mm. into there. And once they became part of South Africa, because I knew it was on the cards, yes. we suddenly had all the tarantulas legally in South Africa. So that's how they legally arrived in South Africa. Okay, because that's the initial the, stock. That's where the initial stock okay. came from. There are some people apparently who have smuggled them in, but it's not, it's not really that important. So is would, it illegal right now to bring a spider in from another without, country? Without a permit, without, it's illegal uh, you to can import get any a permit, animal. Though. It's very difficult to get a permit. Um, and we have more or less everything that we need. There are mm. very few spiders that we don't have. And because our spiders came from legal stock from many, many yes. years ago, they've said, well, okay, they're legal. But if you want to bring in any more, do a risk assessment. Explain to us that they're not going to become invasive. And we will then give you the permit or turn it down okay. if we find. So that is how the tarantulas got into the so market. So the ones you find now, they're not, they're they captive all, bred. They're, they're not taken bred. out of the There's wild. There's nothing in South Africa that comes from the wild oh, because we have had 20 years yes. of it. And um, wild caught spiders often have diseases. They often have parasites which will kill them. So just dealing in wild caught spiders is a really bad idea. Mm, mm. And these are all captive bred, multiple generation captive bred. And in actual fact, South Africa breeds a lot of spiders, which they're not even breeding in Europe. So we have a market to export them because our cost of living is, is, is cheaper. So we, yes, can, yes. we can actually produce them cheaper than what they can in Europe and we can mm. export them to Europe. But now they're trying to, to what, stop them? It's, not illeg- it's illegal to keep them and snakes, certain snakes as pets now? Certain or they're trying to pass They're this? trying to pass the certain snake thing in uh, KwaZulu-Natal as well, but um, that's not going to fly. There's, it's impossible because they, they'll be putting so many people out of business. It's just illogical and it makes no sense. If there was a scientific mm. reason for it, we'd We'd be all for it. I mean, there's certain snakes which we suggested that they never allow into South Africa, same as uh, certain of the of the tortoises, turtles, terrapins, yes, that yes. sort of stuff. So we're not being irresponsible. We don't want them in the country because there's a potential for them to become invasive. But if somebody's telling me that 
for example, a boa constrictor is going to become invasive in Gauteng, then he needs his head read because they come from tropical jungles. And we have, we don't have that many tropical jungles in no. Gauteng. No. I missed them last time when I was driving on the highway. So it's stupid to, to suggest things like that. But in the case of spiders, we know for a fact that these things will not become invasive in South Africa. So why, why worry about them? I mean, I'd be more worried about a cat or a dog or a, you know, somebody's bird yes, um, yes. that mm. could become invasive rather than something that's so small and for which we have predators which will take them out. Right. Because it's, it's become quite a popular hobby. As I was saying, most pet stores sell them now. I always feel sorry for them because they're in these little containers for, for months and months. I wanted to bring months. that up. Apparently yes. they have to be in those yes. little containers. They? Otherwise they don't zone. eat. So yeah. Zan can explain the, the, yes. the sizes. Why are they in the little... Is that right for them? Are they happy in that? So um, when you get a tiny spider that's 1.5 centimeters, we normally put them in a 7 by 7 by 7 centimeter tank. Yes. Um, it's so that they actually can get their food because they make a little hole mm. and then you put the cricket in and the cricket goes sit on like the opposite yes. side. So if the tank is too big, that spider is never going to get its food. Mm. So we keep it small because the spider doesn't move a lot. It just sits there and it just waits for the cricket to mm. come and it jumps out and attacks and okay. eats it. So it's just to make the area smaller for yes. it to so catch those its little food. tubs, those little, that's been there teeny tiny. And yes. then as they get bigger, you go bigger, bigger. But it's very interesting okay. what Anu said that even in the wild, they won't move like within a meter radius of their hole. Yes. They'll live their whole mm. lives there. So the males will move around a lot more. But for example, the female, she'll, she'll dig a burrow. And there are certain of these spiders that is, well, I know on the baboon spiders where they found a spider and they've gone back there 18 years later and she's still and in the still same there. hole. And it's the same spider. They know it's the same spider. So they don't move around. The males will move around, obviously, looking for females. Mm -hmm. But that female will not go anywhere else. And because she feels protected, she's not going to go run off. Yeah, she's got everything she needs. Mm -hmm. She waits for her food to come. And if the food doesn't come, then she's got next month or the month after. That sounds like a great idea. I wish I could do that. (laughs) That does sound. But now, how come tarantulas aren't that big on webs? You never really see them, like, with a web, per se. So I've got some species that web extensively and they they make very nice webs but these spiders they don't know um they only make a web when they have to molt so they 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 make the little web and then they go lie on it and then it's not like a web like you would see in the corner of your house they're always on the ground is that correct yes yeah and it's like a thick silk that they produce but they're not yeah, for some reason. So they, these, this species, they like living on the ground. They're not in trees or... Yes, and the big reason why they don't have a web is because they don't catch animals in the web. That's mm. why a spider makes a web is to oh. catch... Well, some spiders, not all of them do it. They make a web so that, um, that the insect lands in the web yes. and they can go and eat it. But in their case, they wait for food to come to them and they'll attack it and grab it what and eat it. What do they eat? Anything that fits and that's small it? enough. Okay, they will so eat, they don't have a specific They'll generally diet. eat insects and things like that. Crickets. But the bigger ones will will go as large as uh, small rodents, snakes. Are you serious? Yeah. I mean, there's a the classic case that happened in Bloemfontein with a, uh, a black widow that yes. had caught a snake and pulled it up into the web. And well. it was actually eating the snake and the snake was well only lived for about three Good or four days heavens. and it actually ate bits out of the snake and was recorded in pretoria as well so sure. they will sometimes the web makers will even pull in something big even if it's a bird or a snake yes. and then the smaller ones will obviously eat something which they can pick up and move around i mean that one is called a bird eater is it called a bird eater because it, it, yeah. it can eat birds i've seen it's that really on tv it's yes. frightening yeah. there are some people overseas who Try to get onto YouTube and make a viral video, and they'll oh. throw a live mouse oh. in with oh, it, and, no, and that's just cruel and stupid. Yeah, um, you don't want to feed them something with that higher protein, and it it actually makes them sick. So if you feed them pink mice, they they get mm. um, a hard exoskeleton, and it's just not good for them. So that's why we prefer to feed them crickets and cockroaches. So and in stuff. captivity, I mean, when they're teeny weeny, you give them little pinhead crickets. Tiny little yes, crickets. the tiny, and then as they get bigger, crick, crickets, the main staple diet. Mealworms and, and stuff like that? Mealworms you can feed as well, but the thing is because they, they like to see something moving. Oh, and that, right. um, Generally, we, we breed about five or six types of cockroaches as well as the house cricket mm. um, to feed them. But the cockroaches mm. are the type that if they escape, they die as well. So yeah, they okay. can't become invasive. Mm. It's something that needs a very... So if you've got cockroaches in your house, get a spider. Oh, well, yes. yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> uh, they love them. What, a, what do you think the odds are that it would eat a park down prawn? <laughs> 
Um, I won't suggest it because the Pogtown Brawn has got a very hard exoskeleton and yeah. it's got fangs. So it could actually damage, the damage spider. your spider. Oh. And I think that thing will work. I actually. would that root thing for the spider. Yeah. Yeah. But I have to uh, say that we, um, back to the webs, if it triggers, like if the uh, you throw like a cockroach yes. in and it can detect this, determine the size of that cockroach just by... Because the it's like a sensor. The web is like a sensor. Yeah, it can sensors. feel the effect yes. on its web. So okay. if this thing touches its web, it can analyze okay how much venom it must produce to kill this or oh, how okay. fast it must act to eat it. So that's also why the webs are produced. Yes. It's like a trigger sensor for them. It's like a That's like years and like millennia of evolution yeah, yeah, to get yeah. that kind of skill. After I, was bitten, I was hoping I'd get some spider sensors. Yeah, like but it didn't work. Tell me how often so how often do they breed? Okay. How often can they have babies? Everyone thinks it's very easy to breed them. Um, they, it's, it's quite a, I don't know, I would say it's a skill because mm. you have to wait for her to be ready. She must be freshly malted. Okay. Now, malted means they um, lose their, their exoskeleton. Yeah. Does it come off completely? Their yes. whole outer yeah, layer? She will make, wow. she will stop eating for like yes. two, two weeks and then you know, okay, this is, it's time. Then um, sometimes the bum gets, uh, the abdomen gets pink, okay? The yeah. hair falls off and then it starts getting black. Then you know your spider's going to molt. So then it lies on its back and then it will just slowly, slowly slide climb. out of its old Yeah, but it's skin. very stressful for them. So you shouldn't mm. like, oh, really? yeah, they very, it's very stressful for them. And sometimes they do get stuck in the molt and then they die. Oh, sure. So you shouldn't oh, stress no. them out. So you have to wait for her to molt out so that she's fresh. And is that molting to enable them to grow bigger? Yes. So to give them a bigger mm. skin? Yes. Then you have to get your male. Your male must be mature. How do you know your male is mature? It's got two hooks on the front legs. Mm. I've got the male. Yeah, I can show you. Uh, and then it's got boxing gloves on the pedipalps there in oh. front. So what he does, he actually lifts her up and then he hooks um, his hooks on her fangs and then he box her in the abdomen. Oh my goodness. They don't mate like, like normal, normal animals. They, yeah. they mate like from the front. So do you <laughs> only put the male with her when that time comes or do you let them live together? Uh, and there's do some it species you can live, let them live together, but uh, we prefer to save the male <laughs> because yes. oh, well, she they, they tend, them. yeah, after oh, mating, okay. they just gun for it and they eat them. So, um, but like, do you put him in there for a couple of days? Or how, does it happen instantly? What? So you put them together and you have to watch them. Okay. Sometimes it takes freaking hours. You have to sit there sit and wait watching. and patience. But sometimes it's like five seconds. Then they mate and then the male runs for his life. Oh, <laughs> so, um, but she literally will go after him and kill him. Yes. Yes. The reason why she needs that is because she needs the extra protein and energy to produce the eggs. Yes. And the quickest way to get it is from daddy. So she just kills daddy, eats him because she doesn't need him anymore. She's going to have more babies. And daddy also realizes his genetic material will be carried on to the next generation. So, so he's happy to not quite happy. himself. Not quite happy, but in a cage situation, he can't get away. And if she's quick enough, she'll nail him. And Shame. that's the, no that's the risk. Don't yeah, men really long. are the underdogs <laughs> in this, in this <laughs> species. <laughs> hey? yeah. uh, and then how often can you do that? In a year, for example? I would say once a year. Oh, once mm. a year. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, when or they're producing 2,000 at a time, it's... Mm. That was, that's a lucky case. That oh, was a big, very big spider. So some yeah. of them will only produce 50... But they don't lay individual eggs. So they have the sack, but then in that sack is live babies. Or how is it? So it's got, uh, it contains the eggs. Okay, so the sack, and then inside the sack there's eggs. Yes. Okay. And she carries the eggs to the heat and away from the heat, and she massages it, and she rolls it, and she she protects it, yeah, protects Jeez. it very well, and then, yeah, eventually they develop, and then, yeah, we normally pull the sack, and then we incubate it. We take the eggs out, and we incubate it. Otherwise, there's a risk for the sack getting rotten, mm. or she eats it. Now, if she gets stressed, she'll just she grab them eat and eat own. them because now she has all that protein that she would have gone to waste yes. so that she can breed again. And then generally she'll breed quicker than what she would have if she had to raise those babies. So mm. if you take them away from her, then she doesn't really mind that much because the babies are gone, but she will also produce a lot quicker. And those babies, then you can look after them. And basically it starts with the, the little 
legs coming out of the eggs. They're oh. called eggs with legs, and they yes. walk around, and then oh. and then they molt and they molt and they molt, and eventually they look like spiders, like and then spiders. you split them up. Yeah. So it's a very complicated process, and if you don't know what you're doing, it's not that easy. But if you've done it hundreds and hundreds yeah, of see, times, now, this like is Roseanne, my next question again. With it, it's would you say it's becoming more popular to keep them oh, as yes. pets? And how easy or is it as with any other exotic animal? You've got to know what you're doing. You can't you just put it in a cage and leave it. If you it don't there. know what you're doing with anything, so you've in got life, to have whether the it's knowledge. Flying a drone yeah. or buying yeah. a spider, you have to do your research. And if you've done your research, um, then you get more excited about it. And the, the nice thing about them is because they, they need such small caging, you can keep a multitude of them in a very small yes. area. So for someone who lives in a flat who wants a pet, they can rather look at something like this than pushing some poor little budgie yes, or parakeet or even into a, puppy a tiny that stays little at home all day yeah, into some yeah. tiny little cage. They don't need a stimulation. Do they not no. need a big cage or no. anything? If they, you put them in a big they're cage, they'll to... use one section of it and not use the rest. Okay, so so they're happy it's a waste to of time. And Unless you can you tame a... them to, to handle them, some of them? Not really tame them. If they are tame, you yes. can handle them. If they're not tame, you're not going to handle them. Okay. There are some of them, the very fast-moving uh, ones that live in trees, for example. They, they're really quick. It's, you know, one minute they're there, next minute it's like hyperspace and they'll be somewhere they're else. In the cage. Mm. So they will require a different cage. They'll, for example, require much taller cages or much bigger cages. So you cages. have to do your research you and go to, to a reputable breeder who will with, tell you what with any animal, you if get. you don't do the research, no, don't buy the animal. It's absolutely. that simple. We know I that. I know. We always talk about that, that people go into a pet store and go, Oh, I want that. Take it home, and then it's uh, too much work. Too and much. And the nice thing about the spiders is there are some that are really beginner spiders. You 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 can't really make a mistake with them, and they they start out at like. 10, 15, 20 rand, depending on if you're buying yes, them from a breeder. Yes, it's very cheap. I've yeah. seen that it's very reasonable. If you buy them from reasonable. a breeder, they're very reasonable. And you can buy a couple of them, take them home, and maybe you'll have a male and a female because you can't sex okay. them as babies. And if you want to breed them, at least you've got something which is a lot easier. And so, you don't need specialized tanks, lighting, no. all that kind no, of thing? No, they, they're fairly, as long as you give them you know, a place to hide and you give them water and you give them food, they'll be they happy. Don't they don't need heating systems or anything no, like that? No, the no. ones that we ha- well, generally you don't need to. If you live in a very cold place or very hot place, then obviously you will have problems depending on the species because not all tarantulas yes. are the same. You know, some occur in mountains of, of India and others occur in the tropical rainforest. So then how, how would you suggest someone's listening now, they think, I want a spider. Should he go to the local pet store or should he go to one of the events that are coming up? I know we were talking earlier, there's a big event coming up in April, I think it no, is. in May. In we, May. Yeah, the first weekend in May at Empress, we have a, a reptile expo, but we do a lot of spiders there. And I mean, and that's where the experts are going to and be. And those are the so people that breed them. So it's better them. if you speak to them how However, there are a lot of pet shops who specialize. They they do also send, quite often they'll send the guys that work there on a course to know more about okay. the spider. So in, you'll be able to gauge whether the guy's lying to you or not. Um, plus the internet is there. You yes. can find out whatever you need to know. And generally what I do is I, I find three sources. And if they're all three the same, then generally it's the truth. Then you believe it. Yes. Um, if it's just one person and his doesn't sound the same as others, he's probably lying. Yeah. Um, but yes, if you can get to the breeders and speak to them it's, and have a look at what to, the parents look yes, like, you know, yes. and see, because I bought spiders, which I thought, oh, this is a lovely spider. It was, it was going to grow nice and big. And I thought it was like a Goliath bird eater, which is a very, Quite a peaceful animal And it turned out to be an animal Which is a lot faster And bites a lot more oh. So now I'm stuck mm. with this animal I didn't really want And it was my own stupidity yes. I didn't research it properly no, And a spur of the moment I can beat my it's own so important head to, in for that But to do that research. at least I found somebody Who really needed it mm. And came and took it So, But the thing is Do the research And get something And look at what the parents look like Look at how the breeder is looking after them And that way you know What you're letting yourself in for So I mean if someone comes to one of the expos and speaks to the experts there. Yes. Um, you know, ask them when was this bred, and if they can't tell you, mm. then they didn't breed it; they just bought it they from somewhere else. You know, they're not so serious. So and that expo again, it's at Empress. At Empress Palace on the second and third of May, and um, and it's for all exotic pets, from snakes, spiders, reptiles. Yes, we don't do dogs and cats and puppies and, and no, birds. Sure. And that. <laughs> good, good. Um, but we we do all the unusual, the yes. creepy crawly type. But it's called it's called the reptile expo. Yes, it's called the reptile expo okay. because we do predominantly reptiles. But the thing is, most of the people who keep reptiles will keep spiders I as well. I was thinking mm. that. They yeah, they always go hand in hand. Yeah. Yes, an exotic. And then people who keep spiders will keep scorpions, and then yes. once they're keeping scorpions, they'll go for stick insects. But it's almost so like a taboo type of thing. You know, it is. It's not everyone understands it or gets it. But what do mm. you get from it? Like Roseanne, you have 
3,000, you said? Well, what, what made you start yeah, doing w- this? W- what's the joy for you? Well, it's a, actually an interesting story. So uh, I actually come from the farm there in the northwest, and we've got horses and cows and all these interesting mm. spiders. So they sent me to the university, and they put me in, in, in reds. And I wanted a spider or, or uh, like a pet, and I got a fish, and the fish died. <laughs> but there was a snail <laughs> living with this fish, and the snail grew, grew bigger. And I thought, no, this snail is not. I uh, yeah, I just yeah, I got rid of the snail. And then I saw on Facebook a lady with a tarantula on her hand, so I got my first tarantula, and I could hide it in the cupboard because you're not yes. allowed to have a spider in your dorm room. Oh, okay. So I got eventually I went to uh, uh, one of Arno's expos. I got myself like five there. Hit them in the closet, and eventually they. You didn't have a roommate, did you? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I didn't have a lot of visitors. Yeah. <laughs> sure. But what happened is, I eventually got a male and a female, and I put them together, and I got a sack. And in Hartbeesburg, uh, there's a, a poor, like a pet shop, and the guy needed help. So I said, told him, okay. I can take yeah, 10 rand for every spider that you sell and you can sell them for 50 rand. And he messaged me and he says, okay, this is, the spiders are doing well. Um, he needs different species. People are uh, asking for different species. So I decided, okay, I can help you out. And I started buying big spiders and breeding for him bigger, uh, bigger species in it. So eventually the, the hobby grew so and that big. Was it. Done. Yeah, then done. There's so it's it's a hobby. You obviously work, and then that's just your sideline. Or is it a full time business? Uh, it's basically a hobby. I still study. It's my ninth year of studying. Okay. What? <laughs> so I'm doing my PhD in biochemistry. Oh wow. Gosh. And this is while I'm doing my practicals and writing up my thesis. This mm. is just definitely a sideline thing. So do you sit there at night? Cuddling with a spider on your couch while you watch TV. <laughs> I don't really take them out. Mm. The only one I really take out is pink. Yes, but uh, I don't think they like to be take take out. So I think it's very stressful. It's for stressful, them. but you must get a lot of reactions. I mean, people running and screaming, and not everybody is. Mm. I mean, I'm sitting about a meter away. Believe me, I've kept an eye. <laughs> Just <laughs> now, I felt something summer. on my leg, and I had to double check. Yeah. I must say, your senses, your senses get heightened or around spiders. Yeah, people. They, yeah, you feel things running on yes. you, and even though they're not there, yeah. People get into my tarantula room and they like just get a fright, and then I it's my dog feeling. or something that licked them. Was yeah. Yes, I know. I've got a son who, yeah, although he loves and you know all animals, uh, spiders are one thing that he. Yeah, in our house, husband gets dispatched to remove the rain spiders and take them outside because our eye. But yeah. it's an educational process. We need to go through this and we need to, for example, be able to go to a school with a, with a spider like yes, that and say true, to them, look, this is the spider, this mm. is what it does. Look, it's not going to attack you, it's mm, not going to bite yeah. you. So that people stop killing the spiders at home and that we don't mm. end up with this big problem of every time there's a spider, they bring out the spray, they poison the air oh, and everything. It. I hate and it. I hate it. Really, the doom and the, it's getting uh, so bad. I mean, we, we already get Getting somewhere with the reptiles, for example, people will phone us about snakes, mm. and I'm getting phone calls now. You know, the guy says, "Well, I've got a rain spider," and I go, "Well, spider. this is how mm. you remove it." Yes. And he says, "No, can you come and do it?" And I say, "Come on, grow a pair yeah. and do this." And then the guy is very excited and comes back and he says, "I managed to do that." Yes. And you go, "Great!" And yeah, we are and then getting. He knows next time he will. There are more be and more to people today that aren't killing spiders than what they were ten years yeah. ago. And ten years ago, we didn't have all these because exotic- those sprays, those. Oh, they're, horrible. Yeah, they're horrible. I mean, they yeah, kill they don't everything. die straight away. The lizards yeah. in your garden, the you know, if you're using it on a mosquito, it's also killing all these other little creatures that Be- you need. Because that that insect that you've gone and and mm. sprayed now goes and flies outside, yeah. and the gecko sees it and thinks, well, yeah. this is the weakest of yeah, the herd. Yeah. Let me take him out, and then he gets and poisoned then he and gets dies. Poisoned. And, and I like I like my geckos. I and there's no them. need. I mean, I use that. I think it's called tabard for the mm. mozzies. It keeps them away. I don't touch insecticides in my house. I've, I've got one of those electronic um, mm. bug zappers, yes. and they work mm. like a charm for the mosquitoes. But and I, I don't have to poison that. myself. That, doesn't that affect other creatures too? Because well, it's it, hanging it an electronic there, so the only signal? Thing, no, it, what it does is it, the, the fluorescent color or the UV light attracts the mosquito. As it gets there, there's an electric fence around oh, it and they so shock it won't on that. harm your lizards and your and because of where it's hanging geckos. the lizards can't get there yeah. but you hang it for example in your house and um, I've actually seen the really big commercial ones on a game farm and in the morning you may see the hornbills they all come down there to eat all they the, come and eat eat all the insects ones. that were there during the night and I'm it's going perfect you know why okay it's nice to feed the hornbills yes. but if you'd left it 
wouldn't have really made much difference yes. because it's zapping all the the bigger beetles and not really mosquitoes. Yeah, no, you see, we, we can work around it. We yeah. don't need them. So if somebody now is interested, they also want to get hold of you, Roseanne, do you have a website? Do you have anything like that? Yes, we've got an online store. So it's just Rosa's Tarantulas. Uh, okay, let's spell that. So it's R-O-Z-Z-E-R-S Tarantulas. Yes. So www.rosastarantulas.coza. Yes, and then we've got all the millions of little babies on there for sale and their little tanks and food that we supply for them. So, um, yeah, we also have a Facebook page. and. So you buy it on the Internet uh, or whatever you're buying. And then do you deliver or do you collect? or People, yeah, they collect usually. Okay. It is illegal to, to courier animals. There are some people who will do it mm-hmm. um, or they'll uh, drop them in the post. Now, Aye. I've seen them oh, driving no. around in the Aye. sun at 34 degrees and they've got no. – I imagine how many spiders are in the back. So, no, it's Aye. illegal. If you're going to buy a pet, you go to the trouble of actually going mm. to pick it up or you meet somebody no, somewhere. Know, that's interesting. It's amazing how people will do the, oh, let's take care of the kittens, the puppies, the dogs, the I cats. Forget about all that But the, the reptiles, the spiders, it, it doesn't no. quite – Get, they don't quite get it, that it's also a living being. Yes, yeah. and also it doesn't want to be in a little packet in the back of some courier or, or post office van no. in the sun. And by the time the people get it, it's not doing well. And they can't understand why it died. And then they're very upset to the supplier. No. And you should be upset to the supplier because you should never have couriered it. No, if sure. I buy a pet, I go to the trouble of going to pick it up or I meet the person somewhere or we make some sort of arrangement. Yes, I don't, don't, put it I don't in want to wait post. for it in the post. No, I, mean, just, I, I barely want to send a watch through the post. No. Mm. Oh, no, that is, we, we could have kept speaking for a long time. I mean, I, I've showed, even showed you my spider bite. <laughs> my badge Shame, yeah. Last week, you were, Sharon was very concerned <laughs> about her spider bite. I'm glad to see you doing much well, better. Yeah, oh, no, it was fine. I see it as a sign of good luck. Oh, and you Arnie, go, you were supposed to come it. last week. It would have been perfect. You know, you could have. Yeah. But I think, you know, it's it's such an interesting subject and uh, we need to look after all our creatures yeah. and I think that's all we've probably got time for yes, this week it's I see again, rookies and rock so stars quick, quick, are quick. ready to come into it's the studio so quick. I've got all these other little newsy bits but we'll save that for next week okay. and uh, yeah I was quite excited my magazine Canine Zone we went to print on the Feb- April Feb issue yesterday April issue we're going to have Damon Calvary in it yes. with his dog so please get out there look for Canine zone in your stores and uh, and his yeah. dog is some sort of prized oh, yes. breeding he's got miniature schnauzers mm. so we're going to have him this current issue that'll be out in february we've got chris brown bonda vet next issue damon calvary so join us again next that. week we're going to have some interesting guests again we're still busy tying them up and uh yeah until then have a good one